Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you where we ask... Are you able to stand a crunchy listen of our full-on flavor? Because this <laughs> because this is no ordinary podcast. Oh no. Oh no. It's a thing is only for the strong, yeah. the brave, yeah. the daring. Right. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> and now some wholly inappropriate music to that sentiment. Oh my gosh. Uh, are you able to stand a crunchy listen of our fun flavor is the best thing I have heard in decades. I think I need a t-shirt immediately. Oh my gosh. Yes. This should be, this should be one of the, it's a thing merch items. It's pretty much has to be like, has to be. Oh my God. This of course, uh, brought to you by the about page of former thing. Takis. Ah, very good. And Takis <laughs> does have full on flavor and it's crunchy. Hold on. Yeah. No, I get Hold it. Hold on. Yeah. Are you able to stand it? <laughs> a crunchy listen of our full on flavor. All right, man. We're off to a strong start. What do we Indeed. got today? What do we got? Uh, my first thing is compact discs. Good old CDs. <laughs> They're back. Uh, I believe on this show, on this very show, we may have talked about LPs being a thing. I'm we certain we talked about cassettes being a thing. Well, guess what, everybody? <laughs> Compact discs. We finally got there. Uh, they are a thing again. I have multiple reasons why I am calling this a thing. Uh, one is Beyonce <laughs> making you buy a CD to get everything on her album. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, wow. there's some like exclusive tracks on the physical, physical disc, uh, or, or it's either exclusive tracks or early access. Like if you buy the CD, you get it before they come to streaming, uh, two BTS doing the same thing with their anthology album, a full yeah, disc that you only get if you buy CD, uh, three, the K-pop industry in general being brilliant at selling their Gen Z and millennial fans compact discs because they pack them with books and photo books and picture cards and special features uh, and all of that stuff. If you go to a Target, you will see that a quarter of the CDs on the very small CD shelf in Target are Korean bands. And finally, finally, the thing that put me over the edge was in Gadget this very day publishing an article by Jay True called How to Survive the Inevitable CD Revival <laughs> and uh, citing the stats about like how CDs are starting to rise again in sales. Uh, and uh, they cite Adele as another reason uh, that, that people are buying CDs. I mean, any of the things that you just mentioned alone right. would herald the grand arrival of a thing. There would be horns from heaven. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when you put them all together in that list, yeah, we're doomed. And, and I would argue, I was actually thinking as you were talking that this is the least appealing 
of the rebounds. Like there's something kind of inherently cool about vinyl. Yeah. I just bought It'll a new record player cool. at Target this yeah. week. And, and it's they're like gorgeous. Nice. Yeah. They have like really stylish ones and they're really yeah. cool. It's probably that brand heyday. And I, and, and I had that person and th- this person's a very nice person. So I'm not throwing them on the bus, but I had that person like, why, why do you like an inferior sounding thing? And I was like, cause it's fun. Like I wasn't yeah. going to make the argument of like low tones or whatever. I was like, cause it's nice. It's fun. I like it's it. It's nice. It's pretty. And then cassettes have the wonderful nostalgia factor of the mixtape. Ah, right. Right. And then CDs just break your nails when you try to open them and always get scratched. <laughs> like what, what I, nobody needs this revival. No one needs this one. And that's the interesting part is I think one of the biggest drivers of the CD revival is the thing that I've been saying for a long time, I think I was saying this back on buzz out loud days is when things go fully digital, you miss the physical thing. So when you go to a concert or when your favorite artist comes out with a new piece of music, you want to support them and you want to have an object, right? And that can Mm -hmm. be t-shirts for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. That's good enough. But some people are like, Ooh, the, the CD I want, I want, I'm at the show. I will buy the CD and artists are getting really smart. Uh, about not just selling you a jewel case, but selling you a box with extra stuff and pictures and everything. So the CD is just kind of the MacGuffin in there. The MacGuffin could be anything. It could be a cassette. It could be a USB drive. It can be anything. It could be like a program. Just treat it like Broadway and make it like a really pretty program that you put on your bookshelf and you're not sure why. And I've got two of them from There's something about having the music in there. That is appealing to people. Mm-hmm. And I guess CD is the most accessible physical format still. God. I don't know why I'm irritated by this. Oh, yeah. But I am. Like, it sort of feels like it's, first of all, it's just a poor sustainability choice. Like, we do not need to be making these mm-hmm. and shipping them. Sure. It's not, there's nothing sexy about the CD the way that there is to me, at least for vinyl and um, is that because we're too too close to it, right? Maybe. Like we, Maybe that's it. We have memories of our youth related to vinyl and cassettes that we probably don't as much to CDs. Whereas, I mean, I remember my first CD and it's like, too. you know, very like, oh, Stone Roses, it was so cool and whatever. But yes, I bet you're totally right. It's going to go perfectly with that 80s aesthetic. It's like got the freaking chromey shine. Yep. Oh, good. And it's very 90s too, it right? It is. Even though it came about in the 80s, the cassette feels like the emblematic format of the eighties and the CD is the emblematic format of the nineties and nineties kids are the thing now. Mm-hmm. So maybe that is why, but also CD is digital, which makes it easy to rip the songs to your computer. Yeah. Whereas cassettes and LPs take a little more effort. Well, if why this not is just give happen- people a, a thumb drive with the songs on it then? Yeah. There's no way that's coming back. Come on. Well, it, uh, I mean, coming back, drive, it never I mean, even, that just seems, yeah. well, yeah, it never went away. <laughs> it, um, it never was a music thing. But not, it was never very like, that's why that, I just answered my question. It never was a music thing. That's, that's, that's not a thing. People are like, no, I want the music format. Give me one of the yeah. music formats. If this is going to happen, then I'm going full eighties, like that cocaine Twitter account that we talked about. And I'm going to get like a Bose wave CD player and I'm just going to start wearing robes and smoking cigarettes. I cannot wait for this look. 
Like I'm actually pretty stoked about this. Turns out, <laughs> I, I think I think this will work for now you that I in ways it, that yeah, I'm that, really into it. That are not ridiculous. Uh, honestly, I bought this like yeah. silk kimono in 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 Chinatown. <laughs> oh my god, you're and ready every to- time I wear it, <laughs> every time I wear it, my boyfriend's like, "Yeah, you need to have like a menthol like light and a martini," and I'm like, "I want a menthol light and a martini right now." Like also. Every time I think of VCs, I think of the phrase, open the kimono. You, so it's kind of like they should issue you one. Which is horrible, but also they do say that's true. They say that all the time. Oh my God, I really, I need a Bose wave and then the kimono, and then just oh, yeah. like some oh, cocaine yeah. scattered around the house. I was a shocked menthol, that yeah. I, I could get a Audio-Technica LP player, which is like one of the brands Wirecutter recommends Damn. at Target. Really? Yeah. Huh. We went to Target to buy a K-pop CD and we came home with that and an LP player because I was like, oh, let's buy the Harry Styles album. Oh, and let's buy a new LP player because our, our record player sucks. Oh, my God. I'm, I mean, I'm listening and all of that is amazing. And I'm also on eBay shopping for the like second for generation Bose 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 music system. Yeah, Because I need the cream one, the cream colored one, not the new. I mean, the new like silver, the newer silver chromey ones are pretty 80s they might go better with my cocaine anyway yeah that's <laughs> true which one can you looks better with a rail on it yeah it's the <laughs> it's the three it's the three it's the three yeah, yeah it really is uh, we, we we were using we're using like uh uh i don't even know what brand it is it's one of those usb cd drives <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't even that's all i have i have like some old hp one that yeah. just plugs in via usb in case i need to rip something because the ps5 doesn't play music cds yeah this is where we are people like it this is such a this is such a cynically brilliant move because there's so much crap that has to be bought around this please buy used i beg you if you're going to buy this Good stuff point. please Good buy point. used. yeah i beg you I also brought, ironically, uh, a music thing. Oh yeah, for my first thing, which is super funny. Um, although, and, and and probably you could buy CDs. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this guy Louis Theroux, who wrote, who did this documentary series called Weird Weekends, was on Chicken Shop Date, which we've already talked about as mm-hmm. a thing. But they asked him if he had ever like done any rapping and I, I can't remember why, like somehow it came up like, Oh, have you ever rapped mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this documentary film? In the course of the conversation that would roam here and there. Sure. I, I mean, cause you're up. on a date at a chicken shop, you yeah. know, it happens. Um, but so he was, Oh, because he did, he wrote a rap during one of these episodes of Louis Theroux's, Theroux's weird weekends. And I apologize if I'm mispronouncing his name because I, I, it, I, it is understood to me that he is a very big deal over uh, in the UK. Um, but so they asked him, have you, do you remember any of this rap? And he was like, Oh yeah, I remember some. And then he started singing it and then it became auto-tuned and set to music. And if you have a little to play, then uh, I can stop talking because you've already, everybody's already heard this. About rap. Can you remember any of the rap that you did? My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. I'd like to see you wiggle, wiggle for sure. It makes me want to dribble, dribble. You know, write it in my fear. You really have to see it. Six feet, two in a compact. No slack. But luckily the seats go back. I got a knack to relax in my mind. Sitting some red, red wine. Okay. If you have been on TikTok 
or Instagram or even YouTube in the past, I don't know, a couple of months since this happened, this is the only thing that you've oh heard. Gosh, Every yes. single video is set to the Jiggle Jiggle Rap. And as so often happens when I went to right before the show, I was like, I have this song in my head. Oh, right. Because I hear it everywhere. <laughs> this is a freaking thing. So right before the show, I looked it up and then sure, freaking enough, Cena did a culture piece from two days ago about how it's this viral rap and it's everywhere. This is a great example of a thing that I should have brought as well. Because, have you heard it too? <laughs> because a, f- a few weeks ago, when I was in San Jose for my niece's graduation, we taught Nora and June, my two nieces, who are five and three, this mm. rap. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> and got them to try to do approximation of the dance that's part of the TikTok challenge. Wow. Okay, that is hysterical. <laughs> and... When we were at the ESPA showcase, uh, ESPA is a, a Korean group, a girl group. They did this live on stage. <laughs> right? Like sometimes a thing becomes so pervasive yeah. so quickly that all of a sudden it's almost like it, it's, it's like background. Yeah. I have it like- memorized. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I have taught this to a child. Well, he, <laughs> exactly. And it's been, it was big pretty much immediately, right? He was on Chicken Shop Date in February. This thing was big immediately. I think that my son showed it to me shortly after. Then it got mm-hmm. auto tuned. And then once the music came in, right. is when it was all over. These producers, Duke and Jones, posted it in March, March 16th. Okay. So that, so the music version, the you know, musicified version has only been out since mid March. And that really is the one that's just like crack a lack up. Like you mm-hmm, can't shake mm-hmm. it. I, I think uh, the, I know the first time I saw it was uh, three of the members of Blackpink did the challenge on TikTok. And oh I was like, gosh. what is this song? And that was like end of April, early May. Wow. Well, side note, actually, one of the TikTok groups that are TikTokers that the, did the dance challenge is Costin Mayer, which you may have seen recently. It's this cute couple that dances and they recently did the, um, the ringtone one where mm-hmm. they did a dance for every iPhone ringtone. So they're like a sub thing that of course, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, came along and did the jiggle, jiggle <laughs> dance. Like it's, I mean, My this money just don't is jiggle, like, jiggle, it folds, it folds. It's <laughs> so good. It's not, but it is, but it is like when you put it on paper and evaluate it, it's not good at oh, all. No, the lyrics are hysterical. But then, like you said, when they put it to the music, Six it brought out in a compact. compact, no slack. Yeah. But luckily, no the slack. seats fold back. I got a knack to relax in my mind, sipping some red, red wine. <laughs> well, and you should have seen it when you did it on Chicken Chop Date, which is, of course, the most awkward show in the world. And it was like totally acapella. Yeah, right, right. There's no music then. Oh, There's so no good. music then. So and then somehow they were just like, nah, this is a banger. We're doing it. <sighs> yeah. No, good, yep. good, good, Whew. good. Pick. That was a close one. That was a close. I mean, we were literally the pre-show. If you subscribe to pay, to our Patreon, patreon.com slash it's a thing and you get the bonus content, you will hear how close that really was because that's a moment when I'm like, oh, wait, this is a freaking thing. I got to dump my other thing. <laughs> put this in here. Uh, well, one might say that throws performance eight. <laughs> if one is of a certain age and... 
<laughs> speaks in slang. And can pull myself. that off. Yeah. Which I cannot. <laughs> which I obviously can't either. Uh, but I have been seeing so many people like, oh, that performance eight. That's so eight. Uh, A-T-E, not E-I-G-H-T. Uh, but oh my God. it's, uh, it's, it's not the past tense of the word to eat in this case. It's a reference to a performance that's really good. Wow. Uh, and it's they apparently according to urban dictionary, it may have started as something that's like really finger looking good with food, mm-hmm. right? That chicken ate cause mm-hmm. I ate it, but then it, it hopped over to, meaning something was really great and and quite often around musical performances like oh Kanye really ate blah 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 and see you can totally tell how old you are based on whether you your immediate response is wait you mean like he ate it like he fell down cuz it used to be <laughs> right right ate <laughs> a it bad thing. means like i wiped out on my skateboard right. in the 90s <laughs> wow they did that i love how urban dictionary the example they give is Sis eight. Yeah. In, and other things I can never pull off. Again, I asked, SIS, not CIS. Right. I asked my 15 uh, year old if he or any of his friends are saying this. And he said, some of my friends do, not me, but older people on TikTok do. <laughs> older people so being old millennials. Like me, yeah. 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 They're like, you mean eight? Right. No, that, that tracks. Like it's late 20s, 30s. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Incredible. What a good catch. Where did you, where did you hear it? I just see people on Twitter saying it. Wow. Uh, usually in relation to like, oh, this new song. Uh, I saw their performance. It ate. <laughs> yeah. See, this is because you are actually following cool. Mine are just all like Roe v. Wade, nerd, nerd, nerd. Like, like <laughs> angry lawyers and journalists. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it was, I saw it in relation to multiple K-pop groups. Uh, right. It's musical with like with new releases and like, oh, my gosh, Jimin's performance totally ate that kind of thing. Uh, I'm telling uh, Aussie Lee in the chat who joined late and is wondering what's going on that. Uh, welcome. We ate. Yeah. And he'll just think we already had dinner. <laughs> like, oh, you're full. Okay. <laughs> Almost finished with my Guinness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Other things that would end as we know, Guinness is in this case, it's both coffee and beer and dinner. That's true. I'm going to be up all night. Yeah, you really are. Um, <laughs> but also have, like, speedball. have a stomach ache. Like you're going to want to go to sleep. Um, apparently a thing that the kids are doing, including mine this very weekend. And I find this so charming is uh, they're all going to see the new minions movie in a suit. Okay. Yep. They're just dressing nice, wearing their suits, going to see the new minions movie. <laughs> so, I liked in the nineties when I was in my twenties to wear a suit to unexpected places for the reaction. Mm-hmm. Why are these folks doing it now? <laughs> and why minions rise a Gru? Because Gru is so, always so wearing it's a, a suit. It's a Gru thing. You're like, I think it's, oh, like, I think it's a, yeah, it's just you're a, cosplaying a as Gru, sort of. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and evidently it's just like ubiquitous so much so that it's all over really? TikTok. obviously there are tons and tons of videos of like these just kind of adorable young people mostly young boys but not exclusively um just coming out in some in their suits 
to see the early screenings. And then now it's like what you have to do. So we have to actually kind of like, you ain't going to wrap this up on time today because I got to go to Target and see if they got a suit for my kids so we can go see the Minions Rise of Group. This is amazing. Also, I love this life hacker post of like multiple explanations of TikTok trends, including ask everyone at work to lunch. <laughs> Which I've never heard of. But I, from now on, I'm looking at the life hacker out of touch adults guide to kid culture every oh my time gosh, I don't have a thing amazing. to bring to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen Johnson, for your service. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Whoever you are. People digging holes at the beach. TikTok is to blame. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Stephen Johnson should come on. It's a thing. Oh, dude, that would be amazing. That would be unprecedented. Yeah. Literally. We've never had a guest. We've never on actually a had a guest. Rich doesn't count as a guest because Rich is part of the team. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know. He might, he might, you know, show us up a little bit. Like, this, this is his whole job. And <laughs> Can't have that. <laughs> we're just part-timers here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rich, Rich will not allow it. He can leave a voicemail, he says. That's it. He can leave a voicemail. That's it. (laughs) But Sir ATW is like, yes, two guests. Yes, two guests. So maybe we'll we'll discuss it. You know know what we could do? No guests on It's a Thing. But It's a Thing could have special ancillary content. Mm. Where the hosts of It's a Thing sit down with a special person and talk about things. But it's not an episode of It's a Thing. It's not It's a Thing. It's just just an extra. It's a bonus. Exactly. I like it. I like it. All right. And plus, we don't need guests because we have all of you. That's right. There's not room for guests with all of you. No. Feedback yeah. at it's a thing dot me is where our cups runneth over mm. with things and thing formations and thing spotting requests all from you, starting with James C. Smith today, who forwarded us an email with a thing formation from the wire cutter. This was the email that the wire cutter sent everybody. Okay. Subject. Unleash your inner coastal grandmother. Yes. Boom. Dressing like a coastal grandmother. The newsletter goes on. An effortlessly chic linen clad woman of a certain age is more than just a trend. It's a mindset. One that embraces a breezy beachfront lifestyle filled with high quality items and simple pleasures. Think Diane Keaton in Something's Gotta Give. And then they go on to say, here are some of our favorite stylish picks to help you unleash your inner coastal grandmother this summer. The wire cutter has picks. To be a coastal grandmother. That's amazing. I mean, my goodness. So my real question, though, is like, is that going to go with um, my Bose Wave and my menthols? Oh, right. Is the coastal grandmother. Grandmother cross over to sort of like cocaine fueled grandma hangover. Right. Right. Former cocaine fueled coastal grandmother in recovery. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And you know, I think, I think I've mentioned on the show before that I have that one friend who pops out out of nowhere and is like, Oh my God, have you heard of coastal grandmother? That kind of thing. Um, way late, but even she texted me on Tuesday saying random thought. And I didn't mention coastal grandma to her. Uh She just texted out of the blue and was like, I think coastal grandma is the new shabby chic. You're not wrong. I was like, friend of mine. Yeah. Coastal grandma is huge. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who knew coastal gray you were on that early too like well done well spotted who knew well it's because i want because i'm like style my life coastal grandma i love it because <laughs> you're og original grandma <laughs> original grandma 
Uh, Mike on Matt Paint. Hello, all. Just wanted to pin an emergent thing onto your discussion of gray paint on cars. Matt paint jobs are getting very popular with special and or performance models. They're a pain, though, because they often have to be hand washed in order not to damage the paint job. <gasps> Something that I'm starting to see go along with this is the rise in matte bronze accents, rims, grills, trim pieces. It's a slow movement away from the chrome of yore or the piano black of the last few years. Linked below is an article about the BMW M5 CS, which is like a special edition of a special edition 5 series. Uh, You can see it's sporting matte green paint with the bronze accents. Wow. Bronze accent. Matte bronze accents That's a great one, Mike. Good to know. That's a great one. Especially also, because I live in Los Angeles. So that will come in handy for me to be like, oh, I see you've gone with the bronze accents. Exactly. They're going to love it. <laughs> Up um, on uh, Van Nuys on the weekends, everybody, you know. Yeah, 100%. Hanging also, out. Also, hand wash. No, thank you. No way. No way. In fact, uh, our car, uh, our, our we have a car that we park in the garage, and then we have one car that we leave out in the driveway. And the car out in the driveway got super dirty because there was a random rainstorm a couple of, of weeks ago. Oh, the worst. Just enough to dirty the car. Yep. And, and we have not around. taken it to the car wash because partly time, but also partly water. And, uh, and so Eileen's like, oh, our car is so embarrassing. I'm like, no, it's virtue signaling. Yeah. We, sh- we should just look down on anyone whose car isn't dirty. Like, uh, you're wasting so much water with your clean car. I mean, that is kind of true and that is kind of <laughs> yeah it's a virtue happening. signaling based in, mm-hmm. in a by truth. accident yeah yep oh my god i think matt paint was an official thing by the way i'm looking at our discord and reagan says i think it was an official thing uh, years yeah. ago, which is true it definitely was um so that's good and then but the now bronze combining accents it with thing. the gray and the accents i had yeah. no idea yeah that's amazing yeah. Um, Chip from sunny Boston writes in on a potential fashion trend. Hey, Tamale plus rich listening to last week's episode where you're talking about bra tops and puppy sleeve pirate shirts. It made me think is Seinfeld fashion a thing. yet? <gasps> mm-hmm. Molly made reference to the pirate shirt when talking about the puppy sleeves, but the bra top is from Seinfeld too. Mm. In the episode, the caddy Elaine gives her nemesis, Sue Ellen Mishki, a bra as a birthday present because she never wears one. Sue Ellen prefers to proceeds to wear the bra as a top. Upon seeing her, Elaine's boss says he wants to market it as a new direction in women's fashion and the Gatsby swing top is born. And he says, could this be part of the greater revival of huh. 90s culture, which a definitely because yeah. half shirts and crop tops and what of that, uh, all of that was totally 90s. And so were the pirate shirts, but also the Elaine dress has been a thing. Yeah. Like those no. stupid, unflattering mid-length flowery dresses are freaking everywhere right now but chip you're so right to tie it all together to psycho which has been a thing chip damn sometimes the things just it's just a it's a pylon yeah seinfeld is a mega thing it is a mega thing it's a it's above all the things it encompasses things it generates things it eats things seinfeld ate because (laughs) rewash Bravo. I can add nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's get to the shout outs. This week's shout outs for our our patrons at the very highest level are custom made by Rich Straffolino every week. And this week they are based on a description of a match between the honky tonk man and the ultimate warrior at SummerSlam 1988. Oh, yeah, brother. (laughs) 
This is amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited about this already. All right, I will begin. Buoyed with confidence because scheduled challenger David Grizzly Smith was declared unfit to wrestle on account of severe head lacerations, Benjamin Forrest openly boasted that he would gladly give any other patron an opportunity to win the belt at SummerSlam. Morris Jones shouldn't have been so bold. Lee Price had been running roughshod over all competitions since arriving about a year ago and was coming off an impressive pinfall victory over Kevin Sill in Providence, Rhode Island, seven days earlier. The result of that match was later declared a non-title victory by IAT President Eric Duncan. But Jake Woods knew he was the master of the Intercontinental Champion coming into this match. Upon entering the ring, Gabrielle Cohen and Miranda Janelle were joyful. Over not having to face Lara Abel, that joy would turn to complete sorrow less than one minute later as Joe Hood stormed the ring at top speed. Incensed, Andrew Bradley tried to unleash a vicious right before the bell, but Louis St. Amour blocked the punch and unleashed three of his own, sending Mike Aiken sprawling to the mat before he had a chance to remove his sequin jumpsuit. That's right, Molly. Following the winning three count, the Garden fans exploded in a frenzy of shock and happiness. Embarrassed and defeated, James C. Smith beat a hasty retreat back to the dressing room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some some shows, some shows, and I'm not casting aspersions on those shows because one of them is mine. They'll just read your name at the beginning of the episode. Not this They'll show. Just be like, not this show. Thanks, Lara. Thanks, James. Yeah. Not this show. No. This episode is brought to you by Lara. No, 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 no. Yeah. Not good no. enough. When you, when you hit the shout out level on It's a Thing, you are a content creator, just like that. Yeah. Yeah. This, and an influencer and an influencer? a princess. Mike and, Akins. And actually a different thing every week. I've been memorialized in your sequin jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's why you're here supporting the show because that you never know when you're going to end up in the sequin oh jumpsuit gosh. sprawled across the mat. Exactly. <clears throat> Oh, thank you for supporting Get us at me. any level at patreon.com slash it's a thing. And of course, for listening. Uh, I have a new mixer, which is why that music was so loud just now, because <laughs> I had, had the wrong thing up. But uh, but nonetheless, thank you. Thank you for being with us. You can also email us your things to feedback at it's a thing. Me. See you next week. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.